Welcome to the Malt Sports Podcast, uh, where you talk about sports. I'm in a little bit of a different recording place right now. Uh, I've recorded here before, though, so it's probably a little bit similar. Similar, but um, yeah, I've been recording in the closet in a uh, in a closet <laughs> a little bit uh, recently. It's kind of been like the main recording place, honestly. Um, so yeah, but. Um, yeah, today I'm recording somewhere else, but uh, pretty much the topic I'm going to do, uh, to what this podcast is going to be about, um, <laughs> is pretty much my thoughts on the current state of the Diamondbacks, basically. Um, pretty much just like after this last season and kind of just overall thoughts, I feel like going into this next season and kind of just, I feel like... A lot. My thoughts on this team since I've record since I started making this podcast has definitely changed a lot, and I mean this season is not necessarily one to completely go off, but I feel like I've seen a lot of the issues that this team has, um, and I've, there's kind of been a pattern, um, especially like these last like twenty eighteen to kind of now. I feel like there's been, um, it's kind of been shown a lot, and uh, I think 2017, um, I mean, Tori Lavelle, I used to blame Tori Lavelle for all this shit, which, he is learning, I, I think one thing with him that he can improve on, honestly, is, I've said this before, but it's like, maybe just giving players a bit of a shorter fuse, in a way, not a sh- I guess not a fuse, but a bit of a shorter leash, because I feel like sometimes he may hold on to him a little bit too long, that's not just him, obviously, that's just, like, kind of ever anyone who's, that could be front office, uh, in a way, too, um, but whoever it is, like, I think a, sh- a little bit of a shorter leash, I mean, not even a little bit, I think probably, like, a shorter leash, because, I mean, they hold on the players too long sometimes, I feel like, um, and just, I mean, realistically, I feel like a lot of time they're scared to change up the lineup sometimes too, and it it results in a lot more losses than they need to have. I feel like too, but I mean, sometimes you need to kind of just keep players go, just keep sending players out there even when they're not doing well. That's the only way they're gonna get better a lot of time during the season. There's not much you can do outside of it, and if they're not, I mean, yeah, getting a player, a hitter mainly, getting them consistent at bats is. Um, I mean, just keep giving them at bats. A lot of the time, will just help them. Sometimes it won't, but I mean, you. I mean, they gotta like keep working on stuff, obviously too. But getting them at bats a lot of the time will just help them get out of a slump. Get out of a slump, and uh, yeah, maybe with that short leash thing. Like I'm saying, Jake Lamb. Like they they waited way too long to get rid of him last year, and I personally think I personally think um I think I said kind of earlier in some of the earlier podcasts on here before the season started um that was the thing Jay Clam might bounce back in twenty twenty and i I honestly think if this season if it would have start if the season would have started in twenty in when it was supposed to in March, uh, end of March, um, like, if there was no pandemic or anything like that, and the season was started when it was originally supposed to, I think Jake Lamb would have played so much better for the Diamondbacks this year, honestly, um, because he was looking pretty good near the end of spring training, that's mainly just with him, 
slang that I've kind of seen with him is he just kind of needs like a preseason or he kind of needs to just warm up a little bit. Um, and then his swing just gets good and he can, he's the Jake Lamb from 2017 and everything like that. He started to show it kind of, uh, in, in September a little bit, uh, in 2019, um, in the 2019 season. And yeah, he started to show it, I feel like a little bit, uh, like right before spring training got canceled. Um, yeah, so... But, yeah, with that stuff, though, they waited way too long, I feel like, on him. Like, they were kind of banking off that. I think they were thinking he may get to that point, but there was kind of just, I mean, I feel like everyone, everyone, uh, everyone of the fans gave up on him a lot faster than they did. Um, and he, he just, I feel like it was kind of at one point just made clear that he just was not going to get to that point with the Dimebacks. And he, I think he kind of got there with the A's, um, but... He needed, like, a change. I think that was kind of just what it ended up being. And, um, yeah, I believe, right, he's, he's a free agent. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where he's going to end up, but uh, I wish him luck for sure. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if um, he's picked up by a team kind of, like, for a depth piece. Like, that's kind of what the A's used him as. Um or he maybe goes to, like, the Mariners or something like that. Well, Mariners, I don't know. I don't know if the Mariners would necessarily get him necessarily. Um, pro- maybe not the Mariners, actually. But, like, the Royals, if he goes to kind of one of those teams, it's maybe, like, rebuilding or... Actually, maybe not. Because I don't think he's really... A, yeah, I don't think he would be going to a team that's rebuilding. But he would probably be, like, a depth piece, I think. Um, yeah, or maybe a DH or... I don't know, maybe just a backup player. I don't exactly know, but uh, I mean, I think with him is he can be a starter, but he just needs a preseason. He's kind of one of those guys because that's one thing I think the Diamondbacks really, I think that's a big reason why the Diamondbacks didn't play well this year um, because since they didn't have like really a preseason at all. And I know no team, I know every team was in the same boat, but I think the Diamondbacks, um, their team, like, the players on that team kind of need that preseason, I think, for the most part. I feel like Zach Gallen, he kind of just, it didn't really matter to him. But for a lot of the other players on that team, pretty much everyone on that team, I think, would have really benefited from a full preseason. And that obviously just didn't, wasn't able to happen this year. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a big reason uh, to why they didn't play necessarily as well as everyone thought they were going to. Um so, yeah, uh, but overall, though, I think the Diamondbacks in general need to spend a little bit more money. Like, if it's in player development or anything like that, maybe even just, like, like on free agents, I think the bullpen, like, they cheap out on the bullpen, I feel like, year after year right now, and it's just not working. Like, that's just how it is. It's not working. They're getting a lot of relievers that used to be really good, <laughs> Um. And yeah, I mean, just because a reliever used to be good does not mean they're still good. <laughs> That's how it is. Um, like, I mean, they may have just had some good seasons and they're just done now. That's Relievers can be like that. Um, so yeah, but I mean, they're kind of just cheaping out in the bullpen, which you can't do, especially if you want to be a playoff team. Uh, because the bullpen's really important in the postseason for sure, as probably all of you know that. Um Definitely probably one of the most important parts of your team in the postseason, for sure. I mean, offense obviously matters a lot, too. Um, starting pitching, 
can matter a lot as well. But the bullpen is going to be that kind of part that is prob the bullpen's probably going to be like a reliever is probably going to be out there in the biggest moments of the games for the like most likely. Um, so yeah, you want to have a good reliever. You obviously want to have a good bullpen because of that. And, um, yeah, it's definitely just a huge part of it. And they just, they cheap out. I feel like in the last few years, it's just how it's been. That's kind of how they've been. And I don't think that can really go on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Realistically, I think if they got another, a new owner who is maybe not as scared to spend, they would be a way better team. I feel like, I feel like they would be contending a lot more often because they just don't, have an owner that really wants to spend money i mean i'm not saying they got to be like a big market team because they're not making that enough they're not making that type of money to be a big market team i don't think um well i mean they aren't they're not a big market team they're kind of like a mid-market team i feel like um yeah like they're not i mean they don't they're not a team that brings in a whole lot of fans, but I feel like that could change if they like if they had an owner that was willing to spend and stuff like that. Like I mean, Arizona is a place where they've they've got that kind of problem with a lot of teams. Like a lot of owners just don't want to do a whole lot in Arizona. That's how it is there, which it really sucks. And uh, I feel bad for the for uh, like people who live there and stuff like that or sports fans. I'm kind of lucky that I don't live there and I'm not a fan of like all the teams there, all the big league teams there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel bad for people who are because <laughs> like pretty much how it is there is owners just don't want to spend money. Um, and I mean, it's not that they don't have that money. They just don't want to spend it. And uh, yeah, I wish there was more owners like uh, Steve Cohen, honestly, of the uh, Mets. Because, yeah, I mean, not necessarily, like, that rich because there, I mean, there obviously couldn't be every owner in baseball could be that rich, obviously. But, like, just owners that are just not necessarily, like, I don't know. I mean, some of the owners, like, this may be kind of their job and they just want money. A lot of them, though, I've heard, like, it kind of came out in, like, when they were trying to get the season going that a lot of the owners are not even necessarily baseball fans. Like, they kind of are just doing it more for the status of it. Like, owning the teams because it's more of just a status. Like, they don't really care about baseball. Or maybe even sports in general. I don't even know. But, like, they're just doing it more for the status of it. And, I mean, ha having a sports team is a pretty good investment. I think for the most part these days. But, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if there was owners that liked baseball, it obviously be a lot better for everyone who's a fan obviously and the players too um and organizations in general probably but i mean you can't do a whole lot about that stuff obviously because owners like you can't just fire an owner the owner has to sell the team and you can't really force an owner to sell a team i don't think so i mean you can't really do that <laughs> if you're the MLB, you can't really force an owner to sell a team um I mean, you could talk an owner into selling a team, but you probably would not try to do that, obviously, because it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Um, but, well, I mean, like, if you're doing a whole lot, you probably could maybe talk an owner into selling a team, but I don't think... 
I mean, Manfred is not going to fucking do that shit. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty obvious that Manfred's not going to do that. Um, I mean, if baseball had a new commissioner, I've, I've said that before, too. I would love if they had a different commissioner. Uh, honestly, I think every baseball fan could uh, agree with that. But yeah, we're not talking about the commissioner, though. We're talking about the Diamondbacks. And yeah, I mean... Realistically, if they're willing to spend a little bit more money on the bullpen, I think their player development, for the most part, is pretty good. Um, like yeah, I feel like it's still like that. I mean, if they spend more money on it, they could maybe get better in the player development part. But they've got a pretty good player development system. I feel like for the most part, and um, I mean, yeah, spending more money on it does not necessarily mean you're going to get better in the player development part, but I mean, if they, if they were spending more money though, that could definitely help out though, for sure. Cause if you could upgrade in the player development, uh, set, uh, section, that would definitely always be good. But I think their player development is pretty good though. I don't think it's like they've got really bad player development because yeah, it doesn't really seem like that's the case to me, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not bad. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I've kind of seen some people uh, throwing that idea out there. Behind the bullpen, that's that's mainly the big part for me, though, is they just don't want to spend on the bullpen. And, I mean, even just for, like, everywhere, like, if they were, I feel like a lot of time they just don't really go after free agents, even if they could maybe get a free agent that would help the team, and they could probably afford it. They just don't do it because they don't, because the owner doesn't want to spend money. Like, that's how it is. I think a lot of the stuff, the trade deadline, <coughs> the owner kind of said that, I think it's Ken Kendrick, I believe is the owner, I believe that's his name. <laughs> he said those trade deadline moves were not necessarily based off him, and it was more Hazen. But I think it was based off of, like, I think the thing is with him is, I mean, it may have not necessarily been that part, but I think it, I think that's the type of stuff is kind of directed at him. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure they let Hazen know, <laughs> and like, this is the amount of money you can spend, and if you can cut the payroll at any time, do it. I think that's pretty much how it is. Um, and yeah, like, it's not necessarily like they told him to do it then, but... He kind of done his own because that's what he's told. I mean, a GM doesn't really have a whole lot of control over that stuff. Obviously, it's kind of they just got to do what they're told by the owner uh, when it comes to payroll stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but if they could spend more money, like, that's just overall what I think. If they could just spend, like, a little bit more. Like, I'm not saying they got to spend a crazy amount, but the payroll's been kind of the same for the last few years. Like, they're not upping it really at all. And, I mean, I think they got to spend a little bit more. If they want to be a contender, like, a decent amount, um, they spend a little bit more. And it's realistically, like... Um, They've got contracts right now. I think right now, though, too, I've kind of mentioned this in the past, though, but they're really banking off these young players, I feel like. And if it doesn't work out, they're basically screwed. Like, that's pretty much how it is, which I don't know if this is the best thing. Like, if you could maybe start contending a little bit now, because, I mean, you're putting a lot of pressure on these younger players, uh, on these prospects, which, I mean, they do have a good farm system, for sure. I'm not just saying, like, they don't have a good farm system, but... 
like it's it's going all the way off the farm system which i mean there is that stuff too like you want to kind of have that young core but i mean they're gonna have to spend to get players around that too like because it's not gonna just yeah they're not just gonna be winning from a few pieces they've got to spend to get players around them too around their core and yeah it looks like they're kind of trying to get that young core kind of similar to what the blue jays have right now um like they're waiting for that young core to come up and uh yeah but i mean they i think they realistically like last year i think if they needed if they had an everyday dh like a edwin encarnacion or a like if they had Nelson Cruz or Marcelo Zuna, kind of one of those guys just not really. And Carnacion is he can play he can play some defense at first thing, but it's not like he's like the best. He's not it's not like he's a crazy good first baseman. He's more of a DH, honestly. Um, but I think he can play first base still. Um but yeah, I mean, if you've got a first baseman who can like play some decent defense though, I think it'd be better. But uh yeah, and kind of us, he owns mainly a DH, and he hits well. He hits well enough to be a DH, and I was kind of saying that's the guy thing they should go after. There's kind of some non-tendered players, and I saw like uh, there's some articles going out around there. I saw Robbie Grossman on one of those. Um, I saw um, there's players that could help him. I don't know if it's necessarily players that uh, they're kind of more like depth pieces on other teams that could be good um for sure like they haven't really had that kind of leadership role but it was uh what's the other guy's name adam duvall he's a great hitter um and he was kind of more of a depth piece for the uh braves but he could he 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 did a really good job last year he kind of was given more playing time and uh he was great honestly and uh yeah, I mean, if he came to the Diamondbacks, I don't really know kind of the price on him. I feel like price, though, this year does not necessarily matter as much, though, because the market's going to be pretty, like, it's going to be pretty low. Players are not really going to make a whole lot of money. Like, I mean, it's Springer, he'll probably get paid. Um, I think Bowers probably going to get paid. But outside of that, like, kind of the big-name free agents probably going to get paid. But, um I mean, some of the other guys are probably not going to get paid as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could get some good players for a one-year deal uh, for the Diamondbacks. And this is, I feel like this is a year where they could maybe, um, I don't know, I mean, it depends. Because everyone's like that. It's not like they're just going to be able to just run away with <laughs> some, um, some maybe like a bit more underground or a bit more like sleeped on free agents. And just win it all. <laughs> it's not like they're just going to easily do that stuff. But, I mean, they could get some good players they probably wouldn't normally be able to get because they just aren't going to... Because, yeah, because they may be a bit more out of their price range and stuff like that. And I think this is a good year for that. Um, the winter meeting... The winter meetings, I think, are next week, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that'll... Uh, there's probably be a bit more free agent stuff happening then. Um, so yeah, we may have a bit more to, bit more in the, uh, there may be a bit more, uh, off-season stuff going on, or, uh, like, off-season stuff in general going on, I guess, because there hasn't really been a whole lot of stuff. I know the Royals got, got some, they signed some players, 
last week, I think it was, um, and Trevor May signed with the Mets as well. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like the Mets, like first big, big kind of move since Steve Cohen has, uh, become the, uh, owner. Um, yeah, mainly for like, I mean, yeah, it was a non-tender deadline, obviously, too, so a lot of new free agents got on there, and Adam Duvall, I think Robbie Grossman was one, too. Um, David Dahl, that was kind of a surprising one. Um, I mean, Duvall and Grossman kind of are, too, but a lot of that stuff, like, realistically, is just, like, um, like, I mean, for Duvall... That may have been the Braves kind of going after Marcelo Zuna and just kind of cutting costs a little bit because they want to get Ozuna. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're going after, that's pro. yeah, as I said, that's probably them going after Ozuna, which I'm not surprised because he was a, he, he kind of replaced Josh Donaldson's role last year kind of he was kind of that bat that replaced Josh Donaldson's and I mean I wouldn't be I'm not surprised they're going after him again because he was huge for him and yeah and it's crazy that the Dimebacks almost signed him as a free agent last year that would have been crazy (laughs) that would have been they would have been that would have been crazy I don't know I mean Realistically, I don't know if that would have really made it much better, though, because Cole Calhoun hit almost the same amount of home runs as Ozuna. <laughs> and, I mean, if they had two players like that, it would have obviously been different. But, I mean, just from how it kind of went, I mean, the Diamondbacks, realistically, if there was a longer season, they probably could have turned it around. But it's just like it, a six-game season, if it's going bad, uh, it's a lot more difficult to turn around. That's just how it is. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I think 2020, um, you can't base too much stuff off 2020 in general. So, yeah, that's that's how it is, really. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, so David Dahl, he was kind of one of the uh, surprises for it. Um, I think he was, yeah, he was a pretty big surprise uh, because I think he was, like, he was like 2 million or something like that, I think, that he was owed. Um and they still had, like, a decent amount of control over him. I think they had at least, like, two years of control left on him. So some people were uh, surprised about that. But I think for that, they just didn't want to pay him. And they may, be, they may have some other ideas. But uh, the Rockies, a lot of people are kind of thinking they're rebuilding. I kind of thought they were going to do it last year, honestly. Um, but I think they were kind of maybe trying to just avoid it a little bit. But... Um, Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Arenado, a lot of people think he's getting traded. Story could get traded, too. Just depends, honestly. I think Arenado is probably the bigger trade possibility, uh, because, uh, Story is not, Story, Story, yeah, Story's only played, like, three seasons, I think. So like that story's a bit younger, but he may be he may be in trade as well. But Arenado, obviously, like he's a 
you can probably get a lot back for Arenado. <laughs> so he's probably their main. If they're trading someone, their Arenado is probably the first person they would trade, obviously, because there's probably the most return for him, honestly. So yeah, you'd get the most return for him, obviously. So yeah, probably some high level prospects. Um and yeah, I mean that could definitely kickstart the rebuild. Because, uh, yeah, I mean you the NL West and there's kind of two like there's the Padres in there too it's changed a lot of stuff and I mean yeah that kind of spending stuff too I feel like spending is really what you gotta do in the NL West now to win you gotta spend more money because you can't really just get that I don't know I mean there's obviously the wild card too well the wild card in a way it's not really since the Padres are the way they are now too I mean the Padres as well is a lot of stuff went went well for them this season that's how it is too i mean you don't know how they're going to be in the future but they're probably going to be a good team obviously um like a lot of those contracts before that looked really bad kind of worked out a little bit those players kind of started playing how they were expected to play this year uh, in 2020 so yeah and tatis kind of helped out i feel like a lot on that as well I mean, when you've got a guy like Tatis on there, too, it's not surprising that your offense is probably going to go crazy. <laughs> because he he's exact, he's kind of that, um, he's that kind of like leader of the offense in a way. Um, he's that leader of the offense. And, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not surprising overall that, uh, that he um that big the offense went crazy for him this year. But uh yeah, I mean kind of being that second place what team that gets the wild card is not as much of a it's not as easy to do now because of the Padres being the way they are. And I mean yeah, you obviously as I said, you gotta see how it goes in a full season for him. Um but I mean, they're probably going to be a good team, though, I think. I think it's kind of safe to say that. Um, but I think one thing... I don't know. If, if The one thing I feel like I realized about them, though, too, is... <laughs> I don't know. I was, was kind of... As a Diamondbacks fan last year, it kind of got to a point where I was like, why are they even pitching to Tatis at this point? Like, he just homers off him every time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it didn't... I feel like the Padres, too, like, the Diamondbacks really... I think that may have affected them, too, is they played the Padres so many times to start off the season. Like, they played the Padres, like, as much as they were... Yeah, I think they played every team, like, three times in their division. Um, Like, three series against them. That's what I mean by three times. Um, And their first... Like, their three times they played them, like, were all in, like, the first, like... Like, they played him twice, I think, in the first, like, two weeks, I think, of the season or something like that. And then they played him again, I think, maybe within the same month. Like, it was, like, end of the month or something like that. Which, that's a lot to play one team, obviously. Like, they, they saw me a lot. And it didn't go well against them uh, for the most part, I think, too. Um, which, yeah, it was kind of just not really a good way to start off the season, obviously. Yeah, they played him on opening day as well, too. Uh, they played him to start off the season as well. So, yeah, I don't know. 
as I said though, six game six game seem like I mean realistically, if you're looking at this team and you kind of have completely different thoughts on them, it I feel like thoughts on them are a little bit different. But I feel like with me, for the most part, it's going off kind of how this division is now because it's a different division. It used to kind of just be the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers going for the top spot for the most part. Uh, the Rockies were kind of there in 2018, but um, they were kind of there a bit in 2019, but then they kind of just fell off a cliff. Prod Padres were not really in that talk for a while, um, kind of until like this year. Um, and uh, I mean, the Giants are... It kind of over, it kind of went over expectations, but in a full season, I don't really know if that's going to be the case necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants, I don't know, the, the Giants don't have a whole lot. That's kind of the thing is that too, is they got Yastrzemski, um, and then just kind of, the Giants are mainly just a team that like they've got a lot of those players they kind of got a lot of those players from the championship years locked up long term and a lot of them are just kind of old now and is not necessarily as good as they used to be and that's kind of what's happened I feel like for the most part for the Giants and they've got Yastrzemski if Gossman was good for him last year Cueto was good for him last year I don't know if Cueto is going to keep that up necessarily I don't even know if he's still even on the Giants <laughs> to be honest um, I think Samarja is gone, but he was not necessarily super good for him. Um, yeah, I don't really know who else they got. <laughs> it's, they over, they overcame expectations, but six games is a very short sample size, which I feel like a lot of people don't completely understand in a way because, um, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a, six games is way too, like, I don't even really count it as a full, I don't even really count it as a season completely, I kind of say a 60, I kind of refer to it as 60 games, because it's a very short portion of what the season normally is, even if they, like, even if they were to, say they took off, like, a month, that would be, like, about, like, maybe 25 games, I think about 25 games, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, let's say I play like 150 games. Yeah, 150 games. I think that's like 25. So, you know, if I do that math right, let me check. Let me check. let <laughs> see if I do the math real fast. Um, but, yeah, if they took that off. Um, I know that wouldn't be 100. That's 137 if you take off 25 from <laughs> 162. Um that would be like, I was thinking 12, I think. Yeah, I believe I was thinking 12. Um, yeah, I was thinking 12. Or wait, no, not even 12. I, I said 150, I think, right? I was thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, even if you take off like a month of the season, you're still playing a whole, quite a bit more games than 60. That's, the thing too. that's like, that's a 102 less games than they normally play. Which that is a lot more game. That's quite a bit more games, obviously. Um, not quite double the amount of games they would normally play, but actually, I think it's over double the amount of games they play. Actually, yeah, that's over the amount of doubling games they would play. I don't know. I was thinking it was under. Um, but yeah, I mean that's you can't take a whole lot. As I was saying earlier, you can't. 
you can't really look at 2020 and base a whole lot of stuff off it. You got to kind of take 2020 stuff with a grain of salt. But the Padres, I think maybe you, I think the Padres are going to be a good team as long as those players just keep playing well. Uh, but I think Tatis is he's their main kind of piece on that team. And he got all the offense going, I feel like, early on in the season. He kind of started to set the tone. And the other players on the team around him just started going off as well. And that's why they made it the playoffs, really. Like, yeah. Um, and I I honestly don't really like it, especially during the season. Because I was like, I was not... Like, the Padres have just not been a good team. <laughs> and, like, I feel like that... like. I was ne- I wasn't a fan of baseball yet when the Padre- the last time the Padres were good and I I don't think they were really ever super good honestly, um. Like yeah, I think they did have they obviously had good seasons, but they're not like a team that like have had a crazy good history, in general, um. But like the last time they were like a playoff contender, I was not a fan of baseball yet, and. All I know them as is a team that's not really that good. And this year that kind of changed. <laughs> and I feel like me and a lot of other Diamondbacks fans were not really ready for the Padres to be a good team. And, um, yeah, I mean, it makes it a lot more difficult. And especially since the Diamondbacks don't really want to spend. Um, it just makes it difficult because, <laughs> I mean, this team in general, I feel like the last few years they've kind of had a bit of a window where they can compete. They may not necessarily be like a division winner, but like they could make the wild card. That's how it's kind of been since 2017. I feel like, um, maybe in 2016, I think 2016 was when they kind of started bringing in some of the pieces that they needed. Um, and yeah, I mean, 2017, they obviously made the playoffs and, they just were not really super good after they won that World Series in 2001. That was kind of when it started to go downhill. And then, um, I think like 2011. Or no, it wasn't like necessarily all that stuff. It was like kind of a few years after that. And then they kind of started to get good in the, in the, in the 2010s. I think they may have been a little bit good. May have been good before that. 2011, they were really good. And, uh, fucking Roy. <laughs> Roy and motherfucker Braun had <laughs> to fuck all that up for him. We're not gonna get into that though. Um, and then they made in twenty seventeen, and they haven't made it since then. And yeah, I mean this team, this fan base right now too. We're at a point right now where we we need them to make it the playoffs. We need them to be a contender. They've been a bad team for way too long. And they've just been on the cusp these last few years, and they need to. We're at a point where there isn't really we can't wait much longer. <laughs> it's kind of just how it is, though, um, because it's been it's kind of been too long since they've been. They're not really a scary team to other teams right now, and that's a big problem of it. Uh, I mean, realistic this year. Obviously, got to hope Bumgarner bounces back. Uh, Weaver. Kind of needs to bounce back as well. Um, which, I mean, realistically, I feel like in general, I think Weaver... Weaver didn't really have a good season at all. Baumgartner didn't either, but 
I feel like Bumgarner especially, like he, what happened in games, um, he, he looked worse than he actually was at a lot of points in the season. I feel like that too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say like he didn't have a bad season because he did, but a lot of what happened, I feel like in the season, he looked a lot worse than he actually was. Um, I think a lot of that stuff though too was he was walking guys and then he was giving up home runs. That was how it was too. I think, I think that was a big part of it. Um, like in the runs and stuff like that, but I feel like home runs for the most part with me with the pitcher as long as the like home runs can't be too much, it can't be giving up too many home runs. But home runs realistically, a lot of time it's not even like the pitcher's throwing a bad pitch. It's just a really good hitter. Like I was saying it too. Like I mean, a, a good hitter. Um, like I mean, there's a lot of hitters in the in the major leagues right now that can hit basically anything out. Like. It doesn't really matter if it's a good pitch or not. If they can get enough of it, it's going to be a home run. So, yeah, I mean, home runs, for the most part, like giving up. I mean, sometimes just one bad pitch in a game, and it's a home run. That's how it is. Like, a bad pitch ends in a home run nowadays, basically. And they can sometimes throw one bad pitch. That can be the one hit they give up in the game, and they end up losing the game because the other pitcher was good, I, I don't know, for many different reasons, but... Yeah, I think I've kind of talked about what I wanted to... Uh, I think I've kind of made my point, you know, my overall point that the Diamondbacks need to spend. <laughs> Pretty clear at this point. Um, so I'm going to end this episode. But hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did and you never want to miss a future episode, uh, make sure to uh, follow or subscribe, depending on, depending on what it is on the platform you listen to on. If you want to help support the podcast, a rating, a review, or recommending it to someone you know, um, who you think would enjoy the podcast. And if you want any updates or anything regarding the podcast, even just tweets from me or maybe stuff that that's just not really big enough to necessarily talk about on the podcast, um, all that stuff's on Twitter at the OG Motion. And uh, yeah, I actually just got my original Twitter account back. Um, that one is at Motion Retweets. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it yet uh, because I kind of forgot I had it, honestly. It got, like, banned at one point because it got mistaken for a bot because I was retweeting pretty much stuff exclusively on there, which is not a good idea because it looks like you're a bot if you're just retweeting, obviously. Uh, so I don't recommend doing that. But, um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. Uh, so, yeah, if anyone's got any ideas of what I should do with it, um, let me know on uh, at the OG Motion to a dm or something like that just wanted to mention that i don't know what i'm gonna do with it so uh yeah but i just thought i'd mention that <laughs> i don't really know why but yeah but uh that's it for this show i may have a multi-game podcast going up soon so if you're a uh if you listen to that one as well look out for that and um yeah i'll talk to you next time bye